Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, we are back on Speed Street. Welcome in Joey Molinero with Connor Daly. It has been kind of reflective of the start to the IndyCar season. Uh, We have some banger shows. We have some uh, good stuff going. And then you know what? There's just scheduling things that come about that sometimes you can't control. So when you have a busy man like Connor, a busy man like myself with the different aspects of our lives that we got to handle and we got to take care of sometimes we can't always record you know multiple times a week every single time on the same time uh, but we're trying our best and we are back we are back and better than ever uh connor what's up dude i know that you've been traveling around like crazy what's going on man how are you yeah it's been crazy obviously we want to make sure we get these get these out to the folks uh i keep seeing more and more people discovering the podcast giving us uh giving us some love on there so we appreciate that but uh yeah i mean from the timetable of march 27th to april 13th i'm going to be home for exactly like 12 hours so it's uh it's it's quite a quite a schedule at the moment uh we had you know the freedom 500 last week but also another simulator day uh, we got the Long Beach race. We had an Alabama test yesterday. Uh, Long Beach race coming up. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on. Another simulator day next week. So a lot's happening, but that's good. Uh, we're still out here. We got a lot to talk about. A lot cranking on the podcast. Uh, I'm out here in LA at the moment already. Uh, staying at a great friend of mine's house, our pal uh, Milo Ventimiglia, uh, who waved the green flag last year for the Indy 500. No shit. Uh, so I, I know where you are. I hope to get him on the pod eventually. Uh, it's, Wait, it's, so you're uh, in his home and he can't come on? We are currently in his house, but he is working currently. So I'm, I'm just at the house. I'm, we're going to dinner later, and uh, he's going to be picking me up in about an hour or so. <laughs> wow, dude. That's just a, an ultimate. I mean, you're flexing the muscle just to start the show already. 
You're in LA. Someone's got to do it. And you're staying at a very famous, very, very uh, long tenured actor's house. That's, that's incredible. You know what? He's been a great person to me. He's been a great person to our sport. Big race fan. So we're definitely going to have him on the podcast at some point. I'm going to ask him that tonight over dinner. Very, very important question. Hey, will you be on Speed Street? And I assume he'll be like, what is that? And, and I'm going to be like, no, no big deal. Don't worry about it. We're just going to talk about racing. So he's coming out to the Long Beach race this weekend, which will be really cool. Uh, IndyCar sent him up, thankfully. They've been really helpful with that. So, uh, yeah, man. it's I, I love L.A. I love seeing people that I haven't seen here in a while. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on. Got a lot of people coming to the race this weekend. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I, – I, I couldn't be more pumped about, uh, about what we got going on. Tell him I do a pretty good impression of him. And then maybe that'll entice him to come on and be like, hey, let's see. Really? What's your is it from This Is Us or yeah. what's it from? Yeah, it's him. It's him from This Is Us. It's the character Jack that he plays on This Is Us. But that that character isn't too far off from what I've heard how Milo actually talks anyways. So I think it's just a, a pretty good Milo Vitamilia impression. <laughs> I love that. I would love to see. I would love to see his reaction to that for sure. Yeah, so just throw it out there. And be like, hey, my boy, I do this show with. It's a growing motorsport podcast that is sweeping currently the state of Indiana, soon to be the entire country in fandom of motorsports. Um, he does some pretty good ones, and, and he's got a pretty good one of you. So just you know, throw that out there tonight while you're you're munching on some steak or what have you. Sweeping the nation, Speed Street is. We've got a lot of incredible motor racing to talk about. We've got uh, – we'll line up the show for you. we got Formula One news. Formula One's going to Las Vegas. We did the Freedom 500 in Sarasota, Florida, or Bradenton, Florida, whatever you want to say. Uh, and then also we've got Alabama Test Day yesterday. Uh, the Indy Test that got uh, too frozen to test last week couldn't happen. Uh, but we got big engines being tested as well before that. Uh, so there's a lot going on. NASCAR, Richmond uh, was an interesting weekend. Uh, great race for uh, Denny Hamlin. Great man. Uh, great comeback win for him. Uh, so, yeah, a lot going on. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot on our plate for sure. For sure. Just as a reminder, uh, again, uh, the subscriptions keep going up. I tell you guys every week when we put an episode out, uh, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know the deal. Speed Street, Connor Daly, and Joey Molinero. Uh, give us a follow, too, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Speed Street Pod. We like to interact with the fans. We like fans hitting us up on there. We like to be able to put out different opinions and see what people think. And we do Q&A on there and everything, which we're going to do at the end of the show today. So follow those at Speed Street Pod on social, uh, too. Uh, but, yeah, dude, let's get into it. You mentioned uh, talking about what went down in NASCAR over the weekend. They're in Virginia. Uh, they're in Richmond. Short track. And the Xfinity Series, we see young Ty Gibbs get another win, pulled another check and flag down there. But, again, it was kind of causing a little bit of a stir, a little bit of ruckus online on the Twitter world because he got a little aggressive there at the end on his teammate. He made the pass, a little bit of going on, and then he comes away with the win. Connor Daly, I would love to get your thoughts on young Ty Gibbs from over the weekend. Well, what we got to realize is this is NASCAR motor racing, right? And uh, we just saw the previous weekend in Coda, uh, people firing each other off left and right to try and win the race. And that's, that's fine. There's no rules there, which, which means that, you know, what goes around comes around in their situation. And sometimes on the short tracks, you got to do that. So 
I think Ty Gibbs is going to be one of those guys. Say he's going to be the next Kyle Busch. I mean, he's going to be super dominant. He could be one of those guys that has wins in everything forever for a long time. I mean, he's so young and he's so dominant already. Um, and it's really, really impressive. So I'm very, very curious. It's obviously, he's got to fight off our boy Noah Gregson. Um, but, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. Uh, and the NASCAR race didn't have the, – the cup race didn't have that type of a sending move for the win. There's a lot more tire wear that, that came, in, came involved in the, uh, in, the, in the cup race. But, yeah, Ty Gibbs firing off old, uh, old John Hunter, I believe. I mean, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. We just saw a bunch of people fire each other off in Coda, like I said. So, Ross Chastain punted, punted two guys to win. And you know what? They didn't take that one away from him. So, uh, can't fault him for that. And uh, sometimes you just got to get your elbows up a little bit and move some people out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Just at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, you're even, even if it's a teammate, even if it's somebody that, you know, you, you work with and, you know, share strategy with your teammates, you know, everything like that. At the end of the day, you're still driving that car and it's just you in that car and you want to get that win. I mean, I, I would expect nothing less from you if you were going up against readiness or, or ed or you know in any situation like that i mean you want to take that checkered flag you want to be drinking the champagne you can't let you know politics or personal feelings about a teammate get involved uh you know just because he's side by side with you going down the stretch so i didn't really see what the whole ruckus was about to be honest with you i ain't no ruckus in nascar as long as it's causing news and as long as it's uh you know someone's winning and someone's upset they're getting the ratings. So I, I wish there was more of that in IndyCar so we could get the good, the more, more, more ratings. But, um, you know, we're, we got a lot going on as well. And I feel like the last couple of weeks have really been interesting for me personally, because I've been to a couple of new places and, uh, I, you know, the freedom 500, not to dive into that immediately, but a whole dude, a whole new demographic where I've met a lot of people recently who are like, when does IndyCar race or like how, what happens there? And it's just such a, it's such a wild thing to hear people ask because it's, it's, it's been my life since I've been born. Like, you know, everything about it now. And, and, and there's, there's so much in Indy that like, you can't not know what IndyCar racing is, but we are so, we are so small compared to the, you know, other major sports. And it's such a shame because we have so much to offer, and immediately when I say I race IndyCar, people are like, well, will I watch Drive to Survive, the Formula One show? And I'm like, well, yes. I kid you not, nine times out of ten, people are like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm a big Drive to Survive person. Like, we, we watch that show all the time. Like, Formula One's awesome. I'm like, yeah, yes, that's not us. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's amazing to see the amount of people that – are actually paying attention to motorsport. Like motorsport right now in America, I think is in a great spot. And it's, it's NASCAR is popular. The ratings are strong. Formula One's ratings are better than they've ever been. You know, our ratings are going up. However, they need to be absurdly more up. Um, but it is what it is when we have no commercials. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's fascinating to see the, 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 the spark that motor racing has right now in America. And, I just hope that IndyCar can, you know, continue to build off of that and use that. Don't be afraid to be the, you know, like, hey, yeah, no, we're like that. Like, use all of motor racing success to help our series grow. Like, we need to, we need to be able to take advantage of this because right now, I just went to so many different markets over the last couple of weeks and met so many different people. 
who had no idea. Like they knew what IndyCar was, but they're like, well, I mean, are you guys racing right now? Or what? I'm like, yes, like, yes, we are on network NBC on Sundays. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is easy to find, we must do it. And so, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long, long fight that we've obviously talked about a lot, but it is exciting to see the strength of, of people appreciating motorsport for sure in, the, in this country. Yeah, no, it really is. And I think not only the access that people have through series like Drive to Survive, through all the social media channels that all the drivers like you guys, whether it's an IndyCar series, Formula One series, NASCAR, you get you have your own channel. You have your own platform that you get to use to be able to allow people to get to know you, right? Um, so all those things combined. And the gambling aspect too, dude. I know IndyCar is lacking on that. I know you can't really talk about it, but I'll use this as my soapbox to get up on. There, there needs to be more of that kind of conversation. There needs to be – I mean, the fact that IndyCar is not on FanDuel is oh. an absolute joke. I mean, I don't – I like – and I, I don't – I don't think there's anybody that I can go to at IndyCar. You know, I don't think that's necessarily their fault. Uh, but that just goes to show you is that they have all the different circuits for Formula One, Formula E, whatever, NASCAR, both Xfinity and Cup. Um, hell, I think they even have Truck on there as well. And they don't even have IndyCar. FanDuel is the biggest sports book in America, and they can't get IndyCar odds, odds up there. That is really, really disappointing. So I think that on top of what you're all talking about, there needs to be more of a consensus effort to embrace the gambling community, to embrace young people who are looking to do every single thing that they can to get engaged, get involved in a sporting event, to be able to throw money on. And that's a be the beautiful part of IndyCar and all form of racing is that every single driver is plus odds. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're Joseph Newgarden or if you're Will Scott Power Dixon. or yeah. if you're – Kyle Larson, you know, Kyle Larson could be the favorite in a race, and he's plus 450. Yeah. The people who don't follow gambling that much and who, you know, maybe who are just newcomers to it, you know, who are totally naive, that means you can put down a smidge of money and earn a pretty good portion. So if you and put down an even bigger amount of money, you can earn even bigger amount. So gambling needs to be embraced more by this series by this sport in order to get different eyeballs who maybe wouldn't have thought about venturing into it gets them into it exactly because guess what happens if you sprinkle a little money on something you're probably going to want to watch it you know what i mean like it's it's like hey i got i'm going to support my guy this is my horse in the race like joey big horse owner i mean what do you want to do you probably want to watch him run so it's i, I completely agree there's a lot you want to watch and him run, Connor? And, and to finish my point on this, think about it. IndyCar, majority of it runs in the summertime. You're going to be going all month of May, obviously, we know, for the greatest spectacle and everything that comes with that. June, July, and August. You know what's not happening during those times? Football. Mostly the NBA. Baseball, sure. But – yeah, and racing is a thing where it's once a week. You gear up for it on Saturday or Sunday when they're racing. You get your car, your car, your driver, your pony, and there you go. It's not a baseball. Nobody knows how to gamble on baseball. Baseball is boring anyway. You know, it's not yeah. racing, especially not IndyCar racing. So people are going to be looking. People are going to be absolutely just salvaging for a chance to throw their money down on things during the months of May, June, July, and August. Here comes IndyCar. Dude, I, I trust me. I, you, you're preaching to the choir. Completely agree on everything you just said. 
Um, and again, I, I wish there was a right answer to this. I do, I do understand, like for those that are listening, I think more people listen to this show than I expect. And I don't, that, I don't, I don't want people to think that we're, you know, we're, we're throwing some shade at anyone here in the business because we're not, we just, we're so passionate about it because we want to see it succeed. And, and there is no right answer to that. There's no, like, it's not like because we talk about it, all of a sudden something's going to be switched on. You know, it's going to take people in the series. It's going to take us as drivers to continue to generate more popularity for the sport, more people to want to be able to, uh, you know, follow it. Um, and, and it's going to take our, 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 our folks, Roger Penske is going to take Roger and his boys and ladies up there to be like, Hey, uh, what do we need? Oh, we need to be on FanDuel? Perfect. Someone make that happen. You know what I mean? Or like, I, I don't know who is focusing on that. I, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, hey, do we need um, like at least one commercial a week on Network NBC to make sure people know that uh, IndyCar is racing this weekend? Okay, cool. Who does that? I don't even know. And it's not, it's a lot easier to talk about than it is to do because I know people do that about racing all the time. It's a lot easier to talk about than it is to actually get behind the wheel. So I will not claim to be an expert on fixing those problems, but uh but yeah, there's a lot of excitement going on. And, and right now we're two races in and um, I want people to be able to be like, Hey, I'm going to watch race three because I can't wait to watch race four. And then guess what race five is? Well, we're in Indianapolis now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's cool. That, that, that's going to be my continued mission for the summer um, is, you know, not only to grow the show, continue growing this show and, and getting uh, you using your platform, my platform to turn people's eyes to motorsport and IndyCar, but is to just really hammer the gambling aspect of IndyCar into people's faces on whatever platform it is. Uh, just because I think that, like I said, that's just a huge, huge, vast ocean of opportunity that, uh, you know, needs to be hammered in on. And you know what, damn it, I'm going to do it. That's, that's going to be my, you know, Connor, you can't do it. So I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold that uh, lady of Liberty flame for everybody in terms of the gambling space when it comes to IndyCar. Yeah, there you go. Cause I'm not allowed to comment on that stuff. I just like to watch sports. That's all. <laughs> sure. But I can comment on betting on college basketball cause I'm not a college basketball guy. So did you, yeah. uh, does that happen? How did, how did it work out for you? The well, bracket. the bracket league that we were in, you and I were in, I did not pick the right brackets. But, you know, it's funny. I did pick Kansas to win in my other bracket in, 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 with my gym folks. So I do feel good about calling the national champion. Nice. And I might have finished, like, I actually had to check the results on uh, on how I did there. But I think there was, like, a $250 prize. Um, but, yeah, it, it's – I love watching college basketball. It was great. It if was you pick a great the winner, game. you got to be right up there then for that. I mean, I'm looking right – I'm going to do a live check-in for – oh, man, I finished third. I Dang. finished third. I missed it. I missed the win by 30 points on, uh, on whatever the whole ESPN bracket challenge thing is. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Much better than me, man. I literally got a text from the host of the bracket that we were both in, and he said, well, congrats. You officially have the worst bracket of the entire league. <laughs> so, I, was, I was 27th in your league. How can you be much worse than me? <laughs> so, you know, not, not my thing, nor did I claim it to be my thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot. But yeah. what else is fun to watch? Uh, and is going to be fun to watch, man, is, and I've been dying to talk with you about this, is the announcement of Formula One heading to Las Vegas in November of 2023. They dropped these photos. They dropped the news bomb, the announcement. And it, it just, the fact, one, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that they can pull this off in Las Vegas 
<laughs> on the main strip, which is one of the most popular, well-known strips of land that pop is populated in the world. And yeah. Formula One is getting it shut down for their race. It's incredible. Well, also what, what you're what you're not saying as well is they're going to have to repave it. So that so that entire strip between now and next year, I mean, you're going to have to rip that whole road up. Like yep. that's that's what they have, like. There, there's no way around it. Like I've been on that road. It is garbage. Like that's the <laughs> desert. You know what I mean? It's like that road is terrible. Not good. There's a bunch of divots in it. Um, you know, from people trying to rent supercars and impress their ladies with them in Vegas for a weekend. I mean, it's like, and giant vans with those weird advertisements on them, uh, you know, for the whole week, like it's, there's a lot that they have to do. And it, it just shows the power of formula one right now. It is so powerful. Money can move mountains, mountains, money can actually do it. Or pyramids is- in Vegas's case. Exactly. What are we going to do? Yeah, we're going to shut down Las Vegas. Oh, it's incredible. And oddly enough, this is quite funny. My father was actually in the last Formula One race in Las Vegas in 1982. So oh, very yeah. interesting fun fact there, I believe, that 1982 he raced for Williams and uh, drove in the streets of Las Vegas. So sick. I think it's, it's incredible. The, the, the fact that they sent everyone there to Vegas as well, I saw a lot of photographs of it, a lot of media people. I mean, it's, it's just, it just goes to show you Formula One is absolute power right now. I mean, we, we have, I would say IndyCar has probably 0.0001% of the money that like Formula One does. And I, I, I thought of an idea and, and, I, and, I, and I asked many of my fellow compatriots, like, hey, what do you guys think if, like, IndyCar was a support race for Formula One, like, on Saturday, like, Saturday morning or Friday night or something like that? They're like, yeah, no, it'll never happen. I'm like, I mean, I, I said that knowing that it will never happen. But can you imagine if, like, we were able to be like, hey, you know what? We're totally fine being a support race for Formula One because guess what? That track Thursday through Saturday, because the race is Saturday night, so I assume they'll practice Thursday, Friday, and then race Saturday. Can you imagine? There was going to be so many people there for that race, all three of those days, that if IndyCar ran on the Friday, that'd be the biggest crowd, like third biggest crowd of the season for us. You know what I mean? So I think it would be so cool if, if, if the motor racing gods and the motor racing higher-ups could be like, hey, guys, let's try to make this like the coolest thing ever. But – there's way too many details that go into it. I have no idea how they're even going to fit a paddock, an F1 paddock in there in the first place, let alone any support race paddocks. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's one of the coolest things for American motorsport in, in, in a long time. The Miami race is cool. Yes. But like we all know Miami, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. We're already not rich enough to be there, but like Vegas, like heck I'd go to Vegas and stay at the Bellagio and just like hang out there and like maybe look at it from a room, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, watch it on TV while I'm at the, you know, at the, at the bar. Um, and, and know that like all my boys, like all my friends, like all those guys, like Gasly signs, um, uh, and, and like Ricciardo Verstappen, like those, the after party is going to be incredible that Sunday night after the race. And so like, that's what I'd go for. It's just to hang with the boys afterwards. No um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, it, it's going to be a serious amount of work. Like they, again, they got to rip up the roads. They got to figure up, okay, how are, um, we going to put a paddock somewhere? Like, where are we going to put all these stands? I mean, I've seen Vegas. It's pretty packed. So right. very, very curious to see how they pull it off. 
Yeah, and and but I mean the Miami race it just goes to show you. I, I found out over the weekend. I was ignorant to this that they're practically turning the track, you know, right around the track, outside of the track, into its own moat. So they're forming fake water with yachts that they're bringing in to put on the fake water for people to yes. watch the Formula One race because. I knew that the race was at uh, where the Dolphins play, Hard Rock yep. Stadium or whatever, which is very inland down there. It's not off the coast. It's not near the water. So they're bringing yeah. in fake water, fake sand, real yachts for people to watch this Formula One race. So these motherfuckers will do anything that they need to to make, some, make sure that something happens. Do you realize how much money that costs? <laughs> like, no, I, I don't want to realize. But what I'm saying is that, shit, they'll freaking put the paddock uh, you know, where the where the fountains are in front of the Bellagio in Vegas if they have to. And you know what's funny is that they can make money doing it, right? Like Miami, people are begging for tickets for Miami, and the tickets are, like, ridiculously expensive. Any ticket. And, like, these these hospitality spaces are just it, – it, but, but these events, which is where kind of we miss it a little bit, but we have an opportunity to take advantage of another demographic. These Formula One events are for the highest of high class, right? Like – you're going to sell all of those hospitality spaces to every single dude that owns a certain part of each state in America, right? Like, or just a massive, massive businesses. There's enough business people who are, you know, who know that formula one's hot right now and you're going to go. And guess what? You're probably going to get half the people from around the world. that are also rich to come in for it too. Cause guess what? Miami's fun. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's super exciting for motorsport. Again, I'm, I'm a little jealous. Like as an IndyCar driver, I think we should be very jealous of what's going on right now and we don't want to get i did notice that you know people are seeing it like we we don't want to get swallowed up with this you know what i mean we don't want to get washed up we don't want to lose you know our what we have in america already we want people to still be like hey fernando alonso he's in the formula one race oh yeah he tried to qualify for the indy 500 too and he didn't make it we should probably watch that race you know what i mean like there's there's still a chance for us to take advantage of this. And, and I really hope we do because we have such a great field, as we've mentioned many times before. Um, but we've just got to be able to, we've got to be, we've got to make the right moves. We cannot pretend like we have the, like we have the biggest sword at the table. You know what I mean? Like, guess what? We don't, and it's okay. We can still fight and we can still be involved in, in a, and be a successful motor racing series. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, man. Um, speaking of that, you know, looking ahead to the 500 uh, debate that's coming out the past couple of days, kind of some questions about whether or not there's going to be 33 cars in the field. There's going to be 32. Uh, Mr. Pinsky came out today and said, you know, kind of commercially, it doesn't really matter or affect if there's 33 or not. You know, historically, there's some impact there. What are your thoughts? I mean, would 32 be fine? Does there need to be 33? Well, anytime we ask that question, we know it's going to happen. There's going to be 33. Like it's, it's, it, I, there's plenty of cars, there's plenty of engines. Um, and we know that absolutely to the bottom of our soul, Roger's going to make it happen no matter what. And either way, it's going to be someone else. If, if, if he, Roger could easily go up to any team and be like, here's 300 K we're going to put a car in there. And so I think that's, you know, that's what it's going to take. Um, there are people willing to run it. But, but the, the biggest issue, as I've seen in multiple, multiple uh, articles, is people. It is so hard to get the people to run the cars. And it's, 
you know, because good mechanics have gone to IMSA, good mechanics have gone to NASCAR. NASCAR takes up so many good people, uh, and so does IMSA as well. So, you know, we're, and the road to Indy has 40 plus cars. A lot of good crew chiefs I've seen from IndyCar actually helping out some of these road to Indy teams. So it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's all about like, yes, we want to do the Indy 500, but if you, if you got like, you know, a bunch of college interns ready to run it, like that's, it's cars aren't even going to get on the track. So yeah. I, I think they'll be able to find, um, you know, a solution for it. Uh, we've got plenty of time. I, I read a, I read a story the other day that said, you know, the, the 32nd entry for the 500 wasn't until April 5th. Like the 33rd wasn't until April 12th. The 30, the 34th wasn't until May. You know what I mean? So like we got plenty of time before things, uh, you know, really need to be locked down. Uh, but the Indy 500 is always going to be 33. I'm a little bit concerned and, and obviously confused as to why there isn't more because obviously we have more full-time cars now than we ever have, you know, 26 full-time cars and we ran 27 in Texas. I mean, that's a lot of cars. Normally we have 20 and we're like, Oh, we hope we get 33 for the 500. And guess what? 33 always show up. So now we're closer than ever to the magic number of 33. And, and we're all concerned if we're going to have 33. So it, it comes down to people comes down to personnel to try to, get these rides to be competitive and there's no one wants to show up there like, you know, completely sure. at a waste of time. So it's, it's going to be interesting, but I promise you, I can promise everyone. I bet my entire life on it that Roger will make 33 happen. What, um, do you have any names? Do you have any ideas you think that could be out there that you're willing to say? Well, the, the interesting article that I read brought up some names that I didn't really expect. Like Catherine leg. I didn't expect, but she's out apparently, uh, Zach Veach, I could see, but apparently his backer backed out. Uh, I would say the most likely candidate is probably Simona in that Pareto Autosport group again, but I'm not sure what the details are for that because that seemed like a pretty powerful program. Um, and then, obviously, Stefan Wilson has some support as well. Stefan's got some sponsorship. I know his group, his guys are behind him. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, I, R.C. Enerson, apparently that's a whole mess of a deal. And I have, I've, I've talked to R.C. He says he's got nothing so far. Um, but again, if it's, if it's to get one more to make the race, you're going to make the race. It doesn't matter if your car is a heap of baloney in, in, in the yeah. no tow space, right? Just put the out thing there the for the parade laps <laughs> and, and you're going racing. And guess what? It still, it still pays 200 grand to start. You know what I mean? So like you're going to get in the race. Um, and, and someone's going to try to, you know, make up that money. Right. So it's, 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 a, it's an opportunity right now that I, I think you could sell. And if you can't, that's questionable. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see who uh, you know who gets in line. There's a couple of people I'd love to see do it, but I just don't know. You know, I just I just don't think it's possible. So you don't think old Rogers is going to pluck Kyle Larson to get that thirty third in there? <laughs> I wish that would be that would be ideal. Anyone from NASCAR, <laughs> anyone from uh, you know from another motor racing category would be really cool. Um, but who knows, man, it's, it's, you know, we're, 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 we're grasping at, at, um, you know, anything right now, but it also needs to be someone who, you know, who is definitely going to be worthy of qualifying for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, still plenty of time, 50 plus days out. Uh, I was actually out there today. Uh, we're recording on oh, yeah? Yeah, I was out at uh, the motor speedway and it's great to be out there. It was really crappy weather, but, um, I think Indy lights was on the track. Uh, yeah, uh, doing some testing and everything. So still heard some cars whizzing by, which was nice. I was doing a photo shoot actually. Um, 
Some, All right. Good, for what? Good. For your new merch, your fire new merch? <laughs> uh, not that, actually, which uh, Speed Street listeners, you can go check out. Uh, links are in all my bio. Partnership with Obvious Shirts, the Joey line. Uh, for those who can't figure it out, it's it's a baby kangaroo, which is also referred to as a Joey, inside an at sign. So it's like at Joey, how people know me. So uh, go check that out. Free shipping on those, by the way. No, it wasn't for that, actually. Um IMS reached out to me. They wanted me to come in and, and model some of their upcoming merchandise that they're going to be having on sale uh, for the month of May. So Joey the model. Did a little modeling, you know, could put that on my resume. Uh, was doing the casual look, you know, the putting the shoulder on somebody, the arms crossed. Uh, and then I came over with some new merch from it. So, I'm look, I'm like Rob Lowe right now with the NFL hat. I just have an IndyCar hat on. So just an IndyCar guy thing. I'm an IndyCar guy, a little Indianapolis Motor Speedway crew neck, some, some new different merch and everything. And, uh, yeah, I it was nice that. to be out there. It was nice to be out there. So you see my uh, mug on some, on some promotional items, I'm sure here coming up soon. Yeah. And anyway, I, I, speaking of promotional items as well, I have one more topic to add to that whole, uh, thing we were just talking about. We, we, we talked about IndyCar. What does it need to do? And I know I'm jumping around a little bit here, but there was a quote. There was a quote that I read from uh, a man in NASCAR, and I don't know how true this is, but this was printed in an Auto Week story, and it said, "This is talking about how F1 uh, has basically been taking a massive stronghold in America, and does it compete with NASCAR? Does it compete with IndyCar? And this is like there. Kevin Harvick had some words to say about this. I'm not sure if we saw this. He doesn't see competition for NASCAR." But Kevin Harvick wonders what it could mean for IndyCar, which bears more in common with Formula One as a single seater, right? And so this is something that I, I think we need to be aware of, as Alex Rossi said as well. But Kevin Harvick said he tried to approach the subject with IndyCar officials about this popularity stuff. And the direct quote was, IndyCar in general, I think there's a huge competition as far as those guys go. I raised the same awareness to them, and they just blew me off. Never even had a conversation about it. So that is concerning to me. That's like, that, that is for me, just, it, it's sad to hear that. And again, I don't know who he talked to. He might not have talked to anyone. He might, talk, he might have talked to some guy who was wearing an IndyCar t-shirt or an IndyCar. I might have talked to you, Joey. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's something that, like, again, Admit that you don't have the biggest sword at the table. It's fine. Completely fine. Like, how do we figure out how to make the best of the situation? And I, I just had to put that out there as, like, I, it's, it's disappointing to see that because that's a series that I'm involved in, and I don't like to see that, you know, there's, there's any disrespect towards anyone from any other series because, in the end, we all got to fight for the, for the same eyes. And, and I, I, I think there are plenty of people that we could get to watch all three rather than just, you know, to say oh one's better than the other you know what i mean yeah that is scary um i i, I don't like that at all and yeah. i think again there's no source there's no we don't know who it is it wasn't me i can say that can ah. confirm that it was not me who kevin harvick talked to but ah, that's i feel like that's just kind of the general consensus when people fans that i talk to are very much into IndyCar, but also into other motorsport, they're just like, man, the, the, the hires that be, the powers that be, these kind of unnamed, unfaced people that I don't know their names or who it could be, but there's just a sense of like, I don't want to say compl complacency, but I guess kind of that. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I mean, I love, I think all the people at IndyCar that I know, at least, and I know a lot of people really well, do a great job. And they're all about 110% full on their list of things to do. So if anything, I wish everyone would get some more, you know, more help, more, um, you know, more people to, to spread the load out. But uh, it is what it is. We're all going to fight every weekend. I hope that everyone tunes into Long Beach this weekend. We all got, a lot of us got on the track yesterday in, in Barber, uh, or in Alabama at the Barber Motorsport Park to get a little testing in. It's a beautiful day of testing out there. Um, but before that, I think we should probably dive into the Freedom 500 that we did over the weekend, yeah. which was quite an interesting pay-per-view event uh, in Bradenton, Florida. And I got invited to do the 2.4 hours of Lamullets at the end of last year. And this is a... Uh, the Cletus McFarland uh, YouTube channel. Um, Cletus is, a, is an incredible human being that I met last year, actually, with Marco Andretti. Uh, they were doing a, a Mountain Dew commercial uh, at the Annapolis Motor Speedway. And Cletus was an incredible guy. He said, uh, you know, very just good old American fella, um, you know, knows everything about cars, loves burnouts, loves putting building cars with big turbos, massive engines in them. Um, and he invited me to do the, the, the 2.4 hours of Le Mullets, which is a race split between two drivers uh, in old police cars, uh, old Crown Vicks that he, he bought and uh, basically just gets rid of all the interior, puts a racing seat and a roll cage in it for safety, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, and NOS for, for push to pass, of course. And this experience I, I could not attend. I, I, I was trying to race in the rallycross event with Travis Pastrana in the Nitro Rallycross series, which also didn't happen. And so in the end, I ended up racing nothing instead of one or the other. But I told him, I said, hey, man, I'll be ready for the Freedom 500, which, is on April, which was April 1st. Uh, and sure enough, he sent the invite out. Um, and basically, all we had to do was fly down. I stayed at his house. Uh, we showed up. He owns a, a three-eighths of a mile oval. Uh, in Bradenton, Florida, next to a drag strip. And this oval, just a classic American oval. Uh, it's got a big burnout pad in the middle. Uh, really interesting oval, actually. If it was a little bit smoother, I would love to see, like, the road to Indy cars going there. I'd love to see a little USF 2000 race there or, or something like that. It's, it's a great little short track. Nice. Um, and this race is full of really interesting people. A lot of people that I did not know, but uh, guys like Tanner Faust, I know really well. Brian Deegan, obviously a couple legendary human beings. Haley Deegan was supposed to do it, but uh, she ran into some stuff personally that I was all over the news this week, which is crazy. I uh, feel bad for her for that. Yeah, what happened um, with that? Oh, that's a long story. We could probably get into that later. It's just crazy stalkers on the internet. Oh, geez. Have a look okay. into Haley, Haley Deegan's stuff going on right now. If We feel bad for her. Good um, but, uh, but, yeah, this race was, uh, was a really, really fun time. It's a fun experience. No practice, just straight into qualifying. Um, and it's a car, basically four cars each group, 20 cars total, uh, five cars each group, 20 cars total. Uh, and we all qualified, just three laps of qualifying, and we were doing 100 laps on this oval. Uh, and the, the event was sold out, 5,000 people in this crowd, incredibly supportive crowd like this is there was almost more people at this race than there was at texas sadly (laughs) and it was just an electric atmosphere and and but this is also the demographic where i'm like how 
are these people not watching IndyCar races on Sunday? Like, sure. not one peop, not one person knew who I was there for IndyCar. Maybe two people, but all these YouTube guys, a bunch of guys with big car YouTube channels, uh, Whistling Diesel, um, Nitro, whatever. I mean, Cletus, all like all these guys with with crazy big YouTube channels that I didn't even know myself, but they're all there, and they're all like they all have a million followers on Instagram, and I was like, man, this is wild like how does this even happen like i didn't even know this area of the internet existed but it does and they're all making more money than every single indycar driver and we got to be able to figure out how to get some of that audience because they love cars they just showed up to a small oval to watch a bunch of old police cars with a lot of you know crazy drivers <laughs> jump in race each other for 100 laps and i'm sure that it like i i got more followers on instagram from this weekend doing that race than I did from doing the first two IndyCar races. Like, it's it's crazy to see that these people are out there and they have no idea what IndyCar I, I kept telling people, I was like, yeah, we're racing to Long Beach next weekend. Like, better tune in. Sunday's on NBC. They're like, oh, wow, like, cool, yeah. Didn't even know that was going on. I'm like, I, I know. And so it's such a battle to try to get that audience. But, like, there's so many people right there who appreciate racing. And all we had to do is just get out in front of them. And I tried to get out in front of them, talk to a bunch of people, hope we have a new – a new audience, um, you know, of folks at the IndyCar race this weekend or attending it. And, uh, and it was a fun weekend, man. Just, just Travis Pastrana was there commentating. Uh, he had an incredible time himself. Uh, we got to meet, just, just got to do hilarious things. I had a couple cold beverages, a couple cold brewskis getting, uh, getting after the, after the race to celebrate. Um, and Travis, well, Travis always has a good time everywhere, but uh, there was a lot to that weekend. Did you get to were, watch it all? No. Were you like jumping things when you weren't racing? Were you were we were we flying cars off of hills and and into shit or what? Like, was it just the racing? What? what no, man. What went down? Hundred lap, hundred lap race at this oval, and there were a lot of cautions because people were crashing, but people were still in the race because they were replacing their tires, and it was uh, a wild scene. But uh, but yeah, man, just a complete hundred lap. Two by two. I, I qualified on pole, but then Tanner Faust got me right at the end because he said he turned his nitrous oxide on for qualifying, which I didn't think we were allowed to do. <laughs> so, therefore, I qualified second, which is a shame because I thought I had the pole. Um, and, yeah, man, just fought the whole race. Uh, it was a two-hour and ten-minute race. Like, this race was literally as long as an IndyCar race. Like, there were so many cautions and so many crazy things that happened that this race lasted what felt like forever. Yeah. So it was fun. My transmission started to go out a little bit. We had a little like, you know, the, the gear, the gearbox on the tree on the steering wheel there. They usually put the, on the D, the two, the one, the reverse, the neutral. We were restarting in the, the one gear, the first gear, and then going up to second to try to get the best run. And every time we restarted, mine was getting a little bit wishy-washy. And so we kept losing a lot of time on all these restarts and we had about a hundred of them. So uh, we ended up finishing fourth, which is totally fine because I kind of basically started backing out of it a little bit because people were starting to wreck each other. And I was like, eh, the last <laughs> thing I need to do is be getting, getting hurt in an old Crown Vic at the uh, middle of Bradenton, Florida. But, hey, uh, Ed, I'm in a cop car. Oh, shit. No, it's, it's not yeah. that bad, but it is bad because I wrecked. <laughs> exactly. So we didn't want to be that guy, but uh, an incredible time. Um, 
And then all of our travel got canceled on the way back, which meant that Travis, me, and our buddy Josh had to drive 14 hours from Florida to Indianapolis Yikes. Uh, all in one go, drove through the night, so then I could be home for four hours, and then I could get to Alabama for the IndyCar test day yesterday. So it's been a crazy time, man. But that Freedom 500 is a group of people that I would love to have more at IndyCar races because they were supporting the heck out of people. A lot of hell yeah brothers there and a lot of like really good American uh, American support. So I, I, I respected the heck out of that. Sounds like a hell of a time. Yeah. If you do that again, uh, maybe we'll take a video crew down there. We'll make something out of it there. The, see, this is the funniest thing. I was the only person there without a video crew. Every single person in the race had a team of video people. And I'm like, this, this is wild. Like, this is like. That's how they make their living, bro. I race in a professional sport and like, I'm just, I came down with a helmet bag, you know what I mean? But these guys, like <laughs> every single person had a photographer, a videographer, they're creating stuff. I'm like, my gosh, we are missing it by a mile. If the, like everyone here is more popular than we are. So it's crazy. That sounds awesome, dude. That uh, I'm glad you didn't wreck out and, you know, have more of an issue on your hand, but uh, we talked a lot about this weekend, the event that's coming, race week. It is race week, race weekend, Long Beach. A lot of people are really excited, and uh, a lot of people talk very highly about this race in Long Beach. Would you say – where would you say it ranks in terms of the track, the environment, uh, the race itself, to all the other races on the IndyCar schedule? Well, I would say, obviously, it, it's, it's, it's top – I would say it's our top top three event for our season. I mean, certainly attendance wise, um, it is it is at the very top. I saw you know a prediction of one hundred eighty thousand people this weekend, which is a ton, Whoa. and that's awesome. So we love to see that. Um, and I, this race has so much history, you know. Me, but like there are several of us in the field. Me and Graham, uh, Colton, all of our dads raced at the Long Beach Grand Prix, um, and it's exciting to be a part of it. It's, it's a historic track and it's old and bumpy and it's a street course, but, um, but it's a classic race circuit. So a lot of people come out. It's great for the Southern California demographic, obviously a lot of famous people over here and we need to get them all to the racetrack because every single post about this, this race this weekend, hopefully gets a couple more eyes there. So I, I, I think, it's one of my favorite races. I obviously won the Indy Lights race there in 2011, so I've got a little personal tie to it. I enjoy it. Um, and, uh, you know, I got taken out last year by Oliver Askew, so hopefully we can rebound from that and, uh, and, and have a good weekend. We've been putting in a lot of work on the simulator to try to make our cars better, both Renus and I. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a great one. But that, 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 the event itself is, is a top three of our season for sure. Um, and one one that you should really see because again the weather is beautiful out here. I mean it's an incredible place. Yeah, yeah. I mean it looked it, it looked dope because I was trying to. I'm going to be in California this weekend, Ugh. but my schedule is not going to work out for me to get to stay for the race. I come on didn't, now. I didn't plan it correctly. I'm going to be in California from Thursday to Sunday. Try to look to get some things moved around to come back on Monday instead of Sunday, but uh, <laughs> the old uh, the old wallet is not uh, you know liking how that's looking, so uh, not gonna be able to stay. But while I was looking into it, it looks dope. 
It looks really, really cool right off the water, <laughs> right in the middle of the streets there. And uh, I'm very jealous, but I will be watching, obviously, be keeping up with it. And, uh, you know, we're getting it rolling now, you know. Got Long Beach. You got another weird kind of little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, but then what is it, Alabama? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a weird break. You're right. But it, it will be nice to have a couple days off, a couple weekends off. Um, I know that it's been – it's been hectic the last few weeks, certainly for me, and I can't wait to kind of have a, a weekend to chill. But, uh, but yeah, this, this race is going to be important. It would be really nice to start getting a good bit of momentum here for, uh, you know, heading into May because we're obviously approaching May pretty quickly. Uh, we've got – people forget, but we got the Indy Open test coming up here on April 20th. So we've got, uh, you know, this race this weekend, and the next thing we're going to be getting involved with and getting ready for is the, you know, Indy 500 testing. So – it's all coming up here pretty quick. And then we go down to Alabama May 1st um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm very ready for it. This weekend's going to be a heck of a time. Everyone better watch on NBC uh, and every, again, tell your friends and then tell them to subscribe to the podcast and basically get this going. So then Joey will have enough money eventually to come to the race with us. So that'll be great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm not like the, uh, I'm not like the Connor Daly's and the Marco Andretti's and the James Hinchcliffe's. I'm, I'm one of the poor's. So um, I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on it, but it's all right. Uh, let's get into some audience questions. we got some listener questions on our Instagram. Uh, at Speed Street Pod, both Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there again, but threw it out there. Let's see what we got. Um, let's start with Devries underscore K says, has Travis and or Sage got Connor hooked on trying to run an NRX event? I mean, I, I, I was trying last year. Travis brought me out to Phoenix to, uh, to run that event, the, one of the last races of their year, if not the last one. Uh, and it just didn't work out. I, I didn't get approved um, by someone at Subaru, I don't think, or something happened there. And um, I would have loved to have done that race. I was like, I brought my driving gear out and I was ready to go. Uh, but it just didn't happen. So I, I've told them that I want to do it. I would love to do it. And uh, it's definitely on my list. So I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I've told him and Travis and I keep talking about it. He's like, man, I really, really want to have you at the series. So We'll see what happens. Travis has always done a lot of incredible things for me, and he's been super supportive. So uh, I think if he can make it happen, he will. From our good friend Jeremiah Morrill, Penske can fill the field, but if he does, he kills someone else's chance of doing it. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, it depends on that. if that other person has the opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? Like, does Roger fill the field, or does Roger just help someone else fill the field? You know what I mean? It, it's a combination of a couple things. So who knows what's going to happen, but either way I would bet all my limbs that it's going to be 33. From T Bradenbach 14. Do you actually think the new engines will come with the new chassis for 2024? Oh gosh, that's answering that question will probably get me in a lot of trouble, but I just hope we get a new car and new engines as soon as possible. We need it. We need a new engine. We need a new car. We need all those things. From Samuel Dave, DW12 replacement not happening, question mark. Oh, it will happen. I just don't know when. So I, I, I haven't even really paid too much attention to it because it, it's tough, to, it's tough to, get, to get deep into the weeds. But 
at least we got a lot of, you know, new motor testing going on already. And hopefully that gets our third manufacturer as well, all jazzed up. And if there is one, hopefully they can make it happen. From hounds and horsepower, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made regarding what you ate before a race? That's a really interesting question. I, um, I am not entirely sure. I, I think it depends on where you're at. I, I always have the same thing every race before, uh, you know, before the race. It's usually, or for lunch, whatever it is usually just pasta, red sauce, and vegetables. Like pretty simple, pretty easy, uh, no crazy weird stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've had anything that have, has made me like, ooh, yikes, really think about it because I try to keep it consistent. I try to keep it easy. Maybe, you know, you might get some bad eggs in the morning. I don't, I don't know. But, um, but, yeah, I've not really been like in a place where I felt sick before a race in a, in a really, really long time. Yeah, I don't I can't imagine you guys are out there, you know, having some yeah, cheesy gardettos or something like that or like some burritos before you hop into the car and, you know, go Yeah, I mean, I'm not heading to the local I'm not heading to the local Indian restaurant to, you know, really get into it before the race. Like, I love Indian food. I had Indian food two nights ago. It is so delicious. But it does a lot to the inside of the body, and I don't know if I want that churning around a little bit before I get in the race car. For sure. Fair enough. From underscore wait from AJ underscore Hobson, what does it feel like to crash an IndyCar at 200 miles per hour? Well, thankfully I haven't done it in a while, but um, it sucks. Wood here, knock on wood. Yeah, no, I, I don't need the wood to knock on. I already don't believe in that anyway. But it's it's <laughs> definitely challenging. Um, it, it's just it's one of it's one of those things that the loss of control is the is the is the worst part because once you hit the wall at that speed. You don't. You can't do anything else. All of your, all of your control items, your steering wheel, your brakes, everything do, doesn't work anymore. So you're just basically along for the ride. You don't know if any of these other, you know, fellows out there are gonna drive right into you. You don't know if someone's gonna not lift through the smoke and just wreck you like crazy. So you know it, that that's the worst part. But it, it definitely hurts. I mean, again, I've I've hit the wall real hard, and I wake up the next day, and you're basically every single muscle and bone on your body is sore nothing's broken but every single piece of you is sore that's i'd say for me it's like the equivalent of far too many vegas bombs and then wake up the next day and then just yeah like we saw ran myself into a brick wall yeah we saw the massive mick schumacher crash last at the last formula one race right they were like oh it was a huge crash i mean people looked at that like all of a sudden he was dead like it was crazy like they was reacting wild it was a massive shunt. And they, the report they said was that he only hit with 33 Gs. I was like, 33 Gs? That's like, that's not even, that doesn't even appear on our scale, like, of, like, he needs to be checked out. Like, I would, sure. I would love to know what Jack Harvey's hit from Texas was because he was concussed and couldn't even race. Right. I mean, my hit, my hit at Indy in 2017, which didn't even look bad at all, was 77 Gs. Like, it was, it was massive. My truck hit from Las Vegas was 48 G's. I was like, geez, this guy was there huh. that worried over a 33 G impact. Come on, buddy. Should have just got up on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Up on out, do a backflip out. I did that twice that rate, but yeah, come on. Jack but Harvey, by the way, Jack it's Harvey will be back this weekend. Um, so excited to see the old mate uh, back behind the wheel of the 45 high V car. That'd be good. Um, and then last one here from Benton 15. 
When will a shop indie be releasing a Speed Street podcast shirt or merch line? That's a good Great question. question really. I, I think, uh, you know, that's something worth a discussion. Shout out again to Brian and the folks at the shop um, for not only creating our logo, but all of Connor's. Uh, you got some fire ass stuff up there, dude. The old school looking IndyCar, the American, the, the bald eagle. Gonna need to see a lot of those up there. And I know we're working on, you know, hopefully doing a little meetup, a little meet and greet kind of session at their trailer in the month of May. So maybe with yes. that, we'll have a little coinciding, a uh, little action going on. Very excited to potentially do a little meetup at um, at the merch trailer, the shop merch trailer in Indy. That'll be really, really cool. I think we can uh, we can do some great stuff and make sure everyone gets the proper shirts to wear. No doubt, bro. Cool. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for um, sending us in some stuff, some questions, some thoughts. We really appreciate you guys. Again, that's at Speed Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Connor, you got a random Indy 500 driver of the week for us to wrap up? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I believe we did cover everything, unless I completely forgot about something. Nah, but rundown's complete, man. We're good. Great to great to get back in here. I, I went um, I went deep into the archives again. Once again, I went to the 1977 Indy 500. We went a little older. We were keeping it frequent. We were keeping it more uh, recent uh, lately, but uh, went went back for a deep dive and just saw a name that I had literally never seen before. Uh, and I want to learn more about uh, the man who finished twenty uh, eighth in the nineteen seventy seven Indy five hundred, and I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Al Loquasto or Al Locasto, and I have no idea what his history is, but he was sponsored by Frosty Root Beer, and uh, I respect the heck out of that guy. Hell yeah! What a sponsor, Al Locasto. I don't know what he did, but. Apparently he's dead, which is a shame, but uh, R.I.P. Al. But, uh, yeah. He was – yeah, Albert John. Uh, he was a junior. He was an Italian-American race car driver, so shout-out for me. Uh, you know, somebody like me there. Uh, born in Easton, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. He actually died in a plane crash in Fogelsville, Pennsylvania in 91. Wow. Brutal. So he was only 51 years old. Life taken too short. Wow, and the frosty the frosty root beer car looked pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, the '86 machine. Well, let's see. In '77, yeah. So he started 15th, finished 28th. Um, the year before, he started 24th, finished 25th. But Al had uh, he had a little rough go at IMS. 70 practice crash, 71 practice crash, 72 failed to qualify, 73 practice crash. He then failed to qualify in 74, 75, all the way to 83. Oh. But he did have two starts, 76, 77. Hey, that's what matters. If you're in the show, you're in the show. He was in the show, and he you also had that. a run in the Winston Cup Series in NASCAR. There you go. Yeah. We're learning more and more about Indy 500 history every day. Man, that's sad, dude. Freaking crash. This is why we do this. Because we didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, let's see. He was the first cousin of Sicilian-American scenic designer. I don't know what that is. I'll say he's Sicilian. He's Sicilian in his blood, so that's good. There you go, 77 Indy 500. That was four days after the world changed forever. Can you guess what I'm talking about? May 25th, 1977? I do not know. 
That is the day that Star Wars was introduced to the world, my friend. <laughs> the original Star Wars wow. film hit theaters May 25th, 1977, forever changed cinema. And then four days later, uh, old Al finished 28th in the 1977 Indy 500. Rest in peace. And you know, you know what's going to change film this year on Memorial Day weekend as well? Uh, Top Gun? Top Gun 2, baby. Woo! Maverick. Woo! Do you have any inside source? We put that out there on Speed Street. Does anybody, do we know who's waving the green flag? Has that been locked in yet? Is it Tom Cruise? No idea, but I don't care. I can't wait to see Top Gun 2. I, the, the, the fuel inside my body was flowing when I was watching that trailer, that new trailer they released. Man, is that going to be a great film. I hope. I hope they didn't butcher it. But Tom Cruise never butchers anything, I'm sure, except for that whole, yeah, whatever, Scientology thing. That seemed a little odd. But yeah. good, for, good for Tom for getting out there and finally releasing this movie about three years later than it should have been released. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hey, hopefully we can have Connor Daly win the Indy 500 and then he can use all of his winnings and money to rent out a theater and we can all go watch uh, Top Gun Maverick together and have a grand old celebration. So Can't wait. You guys are all invited. There you go. That's awesome. All right. Glad to be back this week. We'll continue to keep these going here on Speed Street. Long Beach this weekend. Remember, practice Friday, qualifying, practice qualifying on Saturday. That's all on Peacock. And then the race on Sunday, um, I think 3.30 on Sunday, correct, with the West Coast? Yes, I believe it is, yes. And NASCAR's on Saturday night racing in Martinsville. So, yeah, I think it's 3.30 NBC uh, out there in Long Beach. It's race week. We are excited about it. We appreciate you guys following along here on Speed Street. Until next time, we'll talk to you.